0: Welcome to Telltale, the podcast where marketers can learn from interviews with fantastic storytellers. Welcome to episode 6 of the Telltale Podcast. My name's Kurt Sanders, I'm your host, and with me, as always, every week is Brittany Dreghorn. Brittany, how are you? Good
1: morning, Kurt. I'm fantastic. That's
0: good. I have no introduction for you again. I've failed twice. That's
1: alright. What is this rate? Like 70% success rate? No,
0: the problem is, I was thinking of something to do with Instagram stories, because you're a master, yes. but I couldn't think of a I. Instagram stories word, because I'm not that (laughs) clever on a Monday morning. No one is. No one is. I really can't blame (laughs) you for
1: that. But I'm glad you brought up Instagram stories. I know we're not going into news, but we just found out last week at the recap of Social Media Marketing World how important it is that brands need to be on there.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, At the recap, they were saying 70% of users are looking at Instagram stories. Was that correct?
1: I think it's such an easy touch point for a brand to connect with their users because they, they want to consume media like that, like really quickly and something that's entertaining. It's definitely not an ad, you know, and it's yeah. it's a part of the rest of it's meshed in with their friends so well that I think yeah. it's such an emotional touch point that you'd be stupid not to use
0: it. And it's so fleeting, right? So it doesn't like really matter if you don't have a huge strategy behind it, as long as it's painting exactly. a good picture of what you do. Exactly. Look, actually, I've we've got a guest here and we, we've, skipped <laughs> out. we've got the, the like, wonderful... Is it too early for me yeah, to yeah, put in my yeah. two cents here? <laughs> no, I was going to say, we've got, <laughs> <laughs> we've got the absolutely wonderful Holly Tattersall with us, who is the founder and CEO of Women in Digital and the CEO of our talent agency, Digital Talent Co. Welcome to Telltale.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much. It's so I'm sorry good. to ask you to introduce both companies. No, no, no. No, no, it's fine. It's
0: fine. I, I, as I said, it's Monday morning and I have had a coffee, so I should be right. So I should I. be right. But let's let's stick on theme. You were looking at saying something around Instagram stories.
2: Well, yeah. Also, I guess there's less um, approval required, right? If you can stick on strategy and on brand and put up a quick story, is, it's a little bit more agile, isn't it? A woman after my own heart. <laughs> a woman after her, less, less approval is literally my mantra, <laughs> which Brittany
0: would attest to. Yes. I, I, I do enjoy asking yeah. for forgiveness later. It's <laughs> yeah. a only really
1: way that you can stay social. Like, yeah. if you're going through all of these approvals and scheduling a week out, it's just, it's not timely, and yeah. consumers know that straight away. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, Holly, we'll, we'll talk about um, your event, Women in Digital, your, amazing now international network of, of incredible women doing um, amazing things in the digital space and that is thought leadership, monthly events, mentoring, training, oh, going. all Tell these amazing that. things, <laughs> all these incredible things but like sticking with Instagram stories like those would fly out of your events every time you hold one.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, they're a really cool way to show the, I guess that, you know, the background to what we're doing when we're setting up and then the actual event itself, showing little snapshots from the event. I mean, yeah, I absolutely love Instagram stories for that reason.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um, I've gotten into them a whole lot more lately and mostly of my dog and my friends (laughs) dogs, which is, you know, whatever, I love (laughs) my dog. (laughs) Um, here's a bigger introduction. AIM Emerging Leader Brisbane Award in 2016, 40 under 40 top young entrepreneurs in Brisbane, and a finalist in the Queensland Young Achiever
2: Award. Goodness me, I've forgotten all of that. Thanks for reminding <laughs> for me. For those people at Feels home, like it's a long time ago. 2017. Holly's blushing. Yeah. No. It's It's the the heat. heat. All right, Right.
1: I'm gonna jump in, Holly. I want to know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Is um, women in digital a content marketing event for Digital Talent Co. Or is Digital Talent Co. What you realized you needed to do to help the the women in this mentoring group,
2: Brittany? Straight to the jugular. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Um, Yeah, Women in Digital started first, and it evolved into an organization that I realized I had an opportunity to make a business out of. Um, it started in 2014 um, when I was, you know, a bit frustrated in my career, became a mentoring organisation and then, you know, the, the memberships and the events just kept growing and I got to the point where I was like, I want to do this full time. What can I do with this? You know, so we do paid events, we do memberships and um, I've started a recruitment agency off the back of it. Didn't start with that in mind, but that's how it's evolved.
1: That's incredible. I you built an it. audience first, you gave them what they needed and then you found out, and I think this is fantastic because digital recruitment is so difficult because yeah. it's so specific and yeah. technical and if you don't know the ins and outs of that which you learn through these thought leadership events, how can you properly fit these people yeah. uh, into, into jobs so yeah. you know exactly what people are looking for and you know all your talent there.
2: Um, and you're never going to have an audience if you're not adding value, right? Like if I'd started off with a recruitment agency and said, Hey, come along and let's talk about your career. People would have seen straight through that. And I, you know, I try and avoid doing anything where I'm overtly marketing myself. And they wouldn't know that you're the
1: expert and now they know you're the expert. It's like, it seems like an obvious go-to.
2: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Like, you know, I definitely feel like people come to me for advice, um, when they're a little bit lost in their career or they're looking for the next step, but um, it's always you know it's always just about an organic conversation.
0: Mm. Let's talk about how women in digital connects your audience to these thought leaders. So you've had some incredible speakers, yeah. For example.
2: Yeah! Yeah! Brilliant. Um, you know, like Adding last week we had. Um, The chief digital officer from LGAA, um, you know, a whole range of chief digital officers or um, we had Matt Wallart, director from Microsoft over from New York last year. That's awesome. Come and talk about how you can negotiate a better pay rise. So, yeah, we get in some some brilliant speakers.
0: Yeah. So, and as you said earlier, it's just that we're adding value, right? So you're Mm. adding value at every stage. How has that helped you connect those thought leaders with your audiences and your audiences with yourself?
2: Hmm. Well, I guess they've always got a topic, um, which they're trying to help other people with. You know, at the end of the day, the organisation has a um, a pitch where we're solving people's problems. So the conversation is always about solving a particular problem for these women. Um, and you know, naturally, people just want to chat to you further about you know what else you do, and the same for these speakers. It helps them to raise their profile.
0: Yeah. Sure. Um, let's talk a bit, a little bit about, um, the power of connecting through storytelling as well. Have, has there been any particular, um, people from your audience or all the actual speakers who have had a moment at one of your events and just gone, oh my God, this is, this is my aha moment.
2: no I wouldn't say that I've been like witness to any of those but I would say through the mentoring there's definitely been some aha relationships and some real um, realizations that you know people need to change where they're at they need to readjust the way they're dealing with somebody in a relationship or that they need to go out and start their own startup because they're really frustrated um, in their career so one particular um, Member, we connected with a e-commerce uh, mentor, and through that relationship, she was able to build up her startup to the point where she went off and did that full time. Um, so I guess you know those are the sort of aha relationships that we like to build from the meetups. I'm sure there've been plenty of aha moments, but you know, not not that they will stand up and be like, Hallelujah, <laughs> I'm out of here. got to go. what I need, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, let's have a, can we reverse a little bit and talk about you, you briefly mentioned how Women in Digital came about, you said you were frustrated in your career, how did a mentor help you to realise what you wanted to do and then inspire you
2: to add value for everybody else? Mm. I think for me, and this would be something other women could relate to, is having the self-confidence and self-belief in what you're doing, so at the time I was doing digital recruitment really um, disillusioned with where I was in my career and to have a mentor who was really successful in their career and by any means um, say you know what you're doing is really valuable those skills don't exist anywhere Um, so to have somebody like that believe in me helped boost my confidence they helped me to open networks up um, you know different introductions that were made Um, And I guess, you know, to have somebody external to bounce ideas off, um, I think it's really valuable that you don't have a mentor necessarily within a company um, and that's your only mentor. You need to have somebody who's got the right sort of perspectives um, and it's going to give you best advice for you, not because it helps them in their career or their company or whatever. Mm,
1: so non-biased, mm,
2: completely. and is
1: it a struggle to find mentors or is everyone kind of jumping on board?
2: No, this is what I love about the digital industry. I think everybody's so willing to give back, um, whether it's speaking, um, whether it's mentoring, whether it is giving somebody you know a place to work. I think in the digital community, there's so much um, support and encouragement for other people to get into the industry. We just need more people to take that up, right? Like at younger stages, coming out of uni, coming out of school, we need more people studying STEM and taking on digital and IT careers. Mm.
0: That's an interesting point actually. So I'm of the belief, and this is an opinion, it's certainly not based in data or anything like that, that universities probably aren't really preparing digital graduates as well as they could. And, And it's not necessarily the university's fault, like digital moves, fast yeah. so by the time you you know rework a curriculum for it to you know to make sense then it could be a massive problem for the graduate are you finding that those graduates are a coming out skilled or and be willing to be skilled
2: definitely willing to be skilled I don't think they're aware of what they need to know um, whether When it comes to you know, the technical skills, I think they can easily be learnt on the job, but when it comes to the soft skills, those are things that universities can adapt the curriculum to or the types of assessments that they do. And I don't think many students have the same initiative um, collaboration skills or communication skills that they need. Um, employers are consistent, you know, consistently complain about how um, graduates will come in and just you know, expect a job and skills to just be handed them in, in the workplace in their first role. Um, or, you know, they don't have the same initiative to approach companies to get internships. And that's not, you know, an absolute. There are a lot of, you know, real gung-ho students and grads. Uh, but generally, I would say the soft skills which universities can adapt um, students' curriculums to are not being um, implemented.
0: Right, right. Right. That is a bit of an issue. I used to actually teach marketing at, at university and had the same kind of frustration. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, of saying, you know, just read. Read one hour a day if you have to of something yeah. right now. Is there any anything in particular you would point um, digital graduates too, online or in person, or
2: yeah, actually Lynda.com um, is a really great resource. I think it's about three hundred dollars a year, and you can you know do courses on anything. I think you'd even do a course on digital recruitment. <laughs> 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 don't need any more of those. Don't <laughs> give <Take laughs> it away. Yeah, yeah right. So yeah, an insane number of resources available, um, and you don't necessarily need to go to uni to do a degree um, to then get a job in digital or you know create a startup. Um, as you know we would all know Mm.
0: yeah sure so with let's talk about the connection between women in digital and your talent agency yeah because you went and built this audience first how much more engaged how much more connected are the people that you work with now as Mm. opposed to say the the spray and pray approach that might have happened you know if you hadn't have built it that way
2: yeah. Um. I mean, giving away all my secrets. I would say definitely. I've been. I've. I've had really great reception from clients and also from candidates. Um. You know, as far as sending out jobs and getting you know people to come to me and say, hey, what do you think about this job? Should I apply? Or having clients accept me as a recruiter. You know, say that. Well, you're giving back to the industry. You do care. You're not a fly by night kind of person. Mm. Um. So you know, I would say. Um, it's, it's been, you know, it's been incredibly well received. Yeah, super um, valuable. And I can yeah, yeah. imagine
0: like, you know, not all recruiters have good names. Like you, you can be on yeah. LinkedIn and you can copper an invite from a recruiter you've never met and you're like, yeah. oh, here we go kind yeah. of thing. So yeah, yeah. I would imagine the fact that you've built a really valuable audience first yeah. would change that perception for a lot of people.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've, just last week I had a client um, list a job on Seek. I reached out to him as all annoying recruiters do. Um, And he's been in business about four years. He responded to me and said, yep, I've got 20 minutes for you. Give me a call. And then on the phone, he said, you know, you're the first recruiter that I've actually responded to. I get three to four requests a day to speak to me, Um, but, you know, I can see that you're a go-getter. I can see that, you know, you care about what you're doing. You're, You're not just, you know, very transactional. You're actually invested in the industry so it's definitely well received by people but it's also not fraudulent i do actually care and i really do love this industry so you know it's a product of that as well
0: sure so um if we're talking because we always sort of say each week our audience are marketers PR people small businesses and businesses who just want to know more about how defining your story can actually really build your revenue and build your pipeline Mm. um what key takeaway would you give to people, and this is mostly probably around the, the event space or mm. the event thought yeah. leadership curation yeah. that you do. Yeah. What sort of a key takeaway you could give to those people if they were considering something like what you're doing?
2: Uh, yeah, three things. Number one, just go for it. Um, absolutely, if you're in an industry and you're not doing you know, some sort of content marketing around events or podcasting, um, then you need to change your approach. Um, maybe you're doing okay, but you could be doing a lot better by doing that. Um, number two, be authentic. Um, I think authenticity is absolutely key. I hate public speaking, but I have to get up and do public speaking time and time again, or come and you know, um, just put myself out of my comfort zone. And you know, I think I'm very open about the fact that it's not my comfort zone, but this is what I do. This is what I love. Um, and you know, three, just really add value to people's lives and their careers, and then the business transactions will flow from that. Um, if if you're not sort of adding value, then you're, you're, I guess, not gonna have that same response.
0: Yeah, sure, and that message about authenticity is super mm. important, right? Mm. Especially because you, you are in a niche, right? You're in a, mm. Not only is your business in a niche with digital recruitment, but your event is yeah. in, a, in a niche as well. So yeah. I would imagine that would just create far more quality and better yeah. interactions and better connections.
2: Yeah, absolutely, and it doesn't need to be that niche. I mean, there's a lot of guys that come along to the events and. Um, would have happily rewound the clock and you know started just people in digital um, and done digital events for men and women because I think it's you know there's definitely mentoring opportunities um, that guys would really relish as well. Um, But, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, it comes back to adding value to a group and as long as you've got a very targeted message and you're solving people's problems, then you're going to get better traction.
0: Yep, content marketing 101, I love it. Yeah,
2: and you know, definitely with the storytelling, I think the fact that my career and where I got to, how I got to where I am. Been a roller coaster, people buy into that because they can see who I am behind the brand and behind the business.
1: Mm, that's huge, hey. Because, like real estate, we had um, a digital marketing real estate professional on a few episodes ago, and that was all about building trust for them. As yeah. it is an industry that isn't trusted, and I yeah. think recruitment's probably not far behind it. No. So, as far no. as building trust and respect with your audience, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head. Yeah,
0: yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it might be time.
1: Okay. Britt, do you want to lay sit it down? Back in my seat. <laughs> um, yeah, we're really interested to know what the biggest white lie is you've ever told.
2: <laughs> well, um, I mean, that's a, that's a very tricky question. My partner and I. This is probably the safest white lighter share. Oh, My partner no. and I, <laughs> he won't watch this, <laughs> listen to this um, are on this F45 challenge where you're not allowed to have coffee, you're not allowed to have alcohol, you work out six days a week and you have like body scans. So it's not even like you can pretend and say, look, I've just gained some muscle. You know, there is fat percentages measured here. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm doing it to support him. Like I'm not gung ho about it. I actually quite enjoy drinking and having coffee. Um, and, you know, recently I've been going out to um, a few events, one last week for Women in Digital, actually we had an event, and um, got home and he said, have you had any red wine tonight? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> your breath smells like wine. <laughs> it's like your teeth though, they're like red today. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Daily. into the corneal. Yeah. <laughs> how are you going with the green tea the yeah. coffee withdrawals hitting you no like I'm generally okay yeah.
0: <laughs> Holly I can see an open bottle in yeah. your bag that kind of thing oh
1: yeah. well good on you for supporting him anyway yeah, yeah.
0: Look, look I think we've all got that little white line yeah, actually yeah. I think we're, my brother and I were discussing that exact white line about how many times we've gotten home at night and said "No, nah, I just had a few I said I'm fine
1: what is a few though <laughs> in Australian culture like, how do we measure that no. Question. And, you know,
2: as long as he's none the wiser, he'll still be motivated. Oh. <laughs> you know, he's five weeks without coffee, you know. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I don't like the sound of this diet at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: a rage. I'm not
1: about that. No. no. I
0: actually just remembered I have one more question to ask you. Um, back on Women in Digital and Digital Talent Co. Um, I know you've probably had countless thought leaders, countless amount of amazing people mm. speak Is there any one in particular that comes to mind that you just went, you know what, that is what we're about, that person just delivered? Yeah, actually
2: the panel last week was awesome. Um, One of the takeaways from the event on digital transformation was don't digitize a process that's broken. And I was like, that is the most, I don't know, that's the most amazing point you know there are so many people who are just jumping on the digital bandwagon for the sake of it they don't really understand what they're doing and they don't look at the whole customer experience and go well are we actually delivering value to our customers and they just you know maybe there's a customer service um, facility that they've they've digitized or you know and and at the end of the day if it's not a process that's actually working for customers the problem's just going to be magnified Um, and I thought that was really brilliant just you know it's you're obviously non-gendered like that's relevant advice for anyone and just makes you stop and think about what you're doing whether or not you're actually solving people's problems um, and mm-hmm. whether or not digital is right for that particular problem
0: yeah that's an awesome point who do you know who's, um, who said that
2: yeah uh, Wang Wu who's the chief digital officer from LGIA super right right. That's I get a... in trouble all the time for just saying the first four letters anyway. oh, okay, <laughs> right.
0: But it is a super good point and yeah. um, another Brisbane Thought leader slash incredible person Jordan Duffy, yeah. um, who talks about implement implementation of Internet of Things in business, is particularly passionate about that thing. He, yeah. He'll talk about, you know, you're pulling data from all these places, and in, and and a lot of people just put that on a dashboard and react. Yeah. And his point is, don't just put it on a dashboard. Change the business process first, and then apply the yeah. learning. So it's yeah. a you know it's a similar point and super. Super poignant for, for any business looking at digitizing yeah from start to finish yeah yeah
2: Yeah. are you measuring the right metrics you know i guess there are a lot of companies out there they're going we need to jump on the digital bank bandwagon what are we doing what platforms are we using but at the end of the day maybe it's more about reassessing the whole business process and the whole customer experience and seeing which channel can be digitized to help customers or you know solve problems
0: yeah fantastic and with that point holly tattersall thank you so much for being on the telltale podcast
2: thank you thanks for inviting me on no
0: problem at all it's been great to have you Brittany. you as always co-hosting every week and remember people's stories tell them They're extremely important thanks
1: telltale is part of the content division podcast network you can subscribe on itunes or stream it from the content forward slash podcast